You know what? Screw source that. Shopamaniacs, you're listening to another episode of the Shop Talk Show. I am Dave, powered by Zig Rupert, and with me is Chris, <laughs> compiled on the client side. Coyer, how do you even yeah. do that? Hey. Chris, two buns, Coyer. Two buns, Coyer. <laughs> two buns. Damn right. Uh, uh, we got Fred on. Fred's, in, uh, Fred's a, Fred's a f- friend of the show. It's probably your been on a number of times before we tend to get you on the on these release days but it's not it's not intentional we'd have you anytime friend we we chat we chat it's not about yeah. the it's not about the release it's about the friends we make yeah. along the way chris it just makes good it makes for good news and 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 somehow some way and i this is almost a good intro question is like you you, you did good job with capturing the hearts and minds of people with Astro, but why, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) existential crisis on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get real existential. Uh, For whatever reason, the technology that is the thing that powers your website is just so personal, you know, like you just care so much about that. There's all this other tech we use that we're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But somehow that like that core website builder tech, man, you just can't, you have to. I mean, that goes back to the days on on Snowpack. So before we were building the Astro Web Framework, we were building Snowpack, which yeah, I'm sure, like, I probably came on this podcast to talk about it um, back Maybe. when we were working on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it's basically like what Veet did, Snowpack was trying to do, and Veet just did it better and with Evan. And yeah, like, that was us feeling out the space. And yeah, that was basically kind of the big insight is like, Snowpack was so low level, people didn't really know they were using Snowpack, or they set it up once and then they kind of forgot about it. Um, very different where we're at now with Astro, where it's like, yeah, you're like an Astro developer. It's like a, it's a part of your stack. It's everything you use is a part of the Astro experience. It's, it's a very odd spot in the stack to be in. I suppose, yeah, because you really have to care. You're like, oh, how do I do images again? And then you Google like Astro images or whatever, and hopefully you land on the docks, and then you're staring at the little rocket ship in the corner and whatever. And <laughs> so it's just, yeah, I guess it becomes more a part of your day. Yeah, it's like the context that you kind of live in if you're building a website is that's, I mean, that's our goal. If we're doing the job right, like it's this context where Astro does things for you, it makes your life easier. So yeah, I think that's, it's both the goal and also kind of the the weird relationship we have with our developers which we definitely don't take lightly no and so that's a part of it too is the whole like community angle of it is pretty strong which was intentionally cultivated by you like you didn't have to go that route if you don't want to right you can just be like we don't know we just make this tech and you can use it but that's it's not there'd be little precedent for that you probably wouldn't be as successful and not just because community automatically equals success but because the foundations for that are set you know like there's you know there's word camp all around the world people just care about the thing that makes their website so you just i don't think you can be the outlier that's like yeah we also make a website builder tool but we don't care about our users <laughs> yeah no it's i mean very intentional i think just part of like our early team was just super nerdy about this stuff but i think it's been not to this is not me dunking on any other projects like it's it's more work and and i think the reward is way less clear to be so open source focused but like all the way to like our governance, like when we like have team meetings, it's like Astro core team meetings. Like if you are a part of our open source community and you contribute, you become a maintainer, you become a core maintainer, 
mm-hmm. you're actually at like a higher level of our governance structure than even an employee of the Astro Technology Company, which we formed to support the project. It's it's a total flip of the model that most like most projects with a company or with funding and support um, tend to use. Where's Ben's whiteboard on the org chart? <laughs> <laughs> ben, ben crossed me in Twitter followers and the meme became that he's actually now the CEO. Like that's actually how open source projects work is just whoever has oh, the most geez. followers wins. So oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I take my orders from Ben now. Great. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, I do like that. That is interesting um, that some people who are not paid by the uh, entity, the business entity that works on Astro are kind of having a larger impact, more outsized impact. And I mean, I, I think React has recently sort of switched in that regard. Like it was all Facebook then, but then recently some uh, maintainers have kind of peeled off, but, um, but they're, I don't know if their direction, they get to control the direction like they maybe hope out from the outside, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't overstate the impact of having just full-time resources, which would be, well, I mean, we're lucky now. We have 175K a year in open source sponsorship, so that's totally outside the company. That is run by Open Collective, which is a great funding platform for open source. Really? We have a stipend for non-employees. Like, anyone who's in our community can, like, work. The, yeah, we are, like, doing pretty well on the open source side of things, which, again, I don't think we'd be focused on without that aspect we'd probably just be like oh, who cares about sponsorship but that's a pretty big number because there's all that Vercel news i'm sure people are curious about that but that ended i was you were public about the number it's 5k so that was a tiny little grain of sand for five, i mean 5k to, every month and it adds up um so that's 60k per year um oh, got I mean, rate, so it's six so that's it's like what a third i charge you for my whiteboard on to be on, like <laughs> I mean, Adam, yeah, that's <laughs> the whiteboard gets all it's all going it into whiteboards. <laughs> whiteboard <to> whiteboards. <laughs> the whiteboard budget is huge. I'm not good with money. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, like that. Um, Chrome, we got a great sponsorship from Chrome. Netlify is still giving us money. Um, Storyblock. Like, yeah, we just have a really great um, set of sponsors who, again, I think uh, it's mutually beneficial. They help us dog food. They help us um, build stuff for their platform. And then at the same time, we kind of help. Um, get them in front of users, so it's a it's a good relationship. So it's the it's a harder harder biting question. Then is like, is it true? I mean, so sure, outside people have more influence or whatever. It, it feels like that's great and the way it should be, and hopefully it will go that way forever. But it's kind of like that's maybe true when things are going well and they're going well now. But like if things weren't going so well and you needed to make some choices, you might just make some choices. You know what I'm saying, right? Like you, you <laughs> drive threatening. the friendship. <laughs> am, I, am I walking into Vercel with a bat and just breaking glass? Or? No, 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 no. I just mean Where's like, Guillermo? I don't know. Where's like Guillermo? There's some business choices that need to be implemented and we're going to do those. <laughs> because we're the Astro company. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what the governance model. I, it's tough. Like, I'm the steward of the project, so yeah, there is a lot of control I I have by being steward. It's a it's a responsibility. Um, at the same time, there was this moment we were stuck in. So the company got sucked into the SVB thing. We were with SVB. Our bank collapsed. There was like a, a weekend where I thought that the company was just not existing anymore. Yeah. Wow. So, like I literally, I had like my big short moment where I was driving to the bank to try and like get a cashier's check, something out, and then right? I get there, they never opened. It was it was the day I was like on my way to Sunnyvale because that's where the it was chaos. Yeah. Not a not a good weekend, but uh, mm. yeah, that moment where like kind of a moment of clarity of like on the way back of just being like. Okay, well, how bad is this? The company dies. Like, we obviously, like, I lose my job, but also we have the open source project, which 
is like there's this open source governance structure like it actually doesn't change that much we'd lose resources but there's enough in the sponsorship to support more than one full-time developer the project would survive yeah it's just it, i don't mean to overstate the impact of it but it also is definitely a different model which i think as much as it can protect the project from the company it, it definitely does exist uh, to do that we vote on things like like any other open source project we're uh, we're trying to walk that line as much as we can so astro 3.0 just came out big release i did notice though you know in kind of conjunction with this vercel partner deal which is cool i mean that that one makes sense because it's kind of like our people are deploying to vercel we're just going to make it good but i did notice some like kind of i don't know Vercel features kind of in the in the release was that kind of just to make people's lives easier or were you like was it like Guillermo's like hey it'd be really nice if you uh, implemented this feature that we do you know or whatever Guillermo <laughs> Guillermo <laughs> yeah um, no yeah that uh, part of that's uh, getting the messaging right there everything we launched was basically. Um, it's open to any platform to implement. We actually shipped it all so that like Astro is agnostic. It's up to the adapter, which you use for your host to hook into it. So, you know, day two, day one, we launched with Vercel, but day two, Netlify, Cloudflare, like anyone could go and build these features in. It's all agnostic and documented and API based. Um, part of it was just that we'd been talking with Vercel for a while. There'd actually been a couple of bugs that were a little high profile that had happened on Vercel. Um, someone had a runaway build because of the way that Astro back in the 2.0 days had built your site, caused one route to call another route to call another route, and it became this loop where someone woke mm. up and their bill skyrocketed overnight because they, you know, want, they went to bed, which isn't a crime. Mm. Um, so part of it came out of just those conversations of like, hey, like, how can we fix this? And Vercel, to their credit, pretty quickly shipped. Uh, I think that can only happen a couple of times before it just errors versus a recursive forever. Um, mm. And then we were able to ship a, a new bundling strategy, which basically each route is now individual. So there wasn't this accidental, because of how you're code bundling, a, a route that you don't mean to hit gets hit, which is what had caused that bug. So it, it, it all kind of came out of just conversations with them. How can we make Astro better? How can Vercel make their platform better? And then realizing these were features that we all needed and cared about. And um, the sponsorship just kind of became a natural fit. Their build API is really powerful for a framework like ours where um, yeah, the stuff that we announced, that bundling strategy, uh, edge middleware, image optimization, all three of those are APIs that already existed in Vercel that we could just hook into. So there's a bit of us just doing the work to hook that in, but mm -hmm. it's all stuff that we also then were able to refactor our own code base to support others to do the same. We made less of a big deal about it because it was such a Vercel announcement, but the Netlify adapter also has that bundle splitting um, built in now. So yeah, it's it's not as much of a Vercel only as it was Vercel kind of inspired and obviously supported with funding. I can imagine there's just enough like difference between Vercel ODB, is that on-demand builders or no, incremental renderers or whatever what do they call it? i don't know that they one of them calls <laughs> there's them a three-letter acronym for everything one of them now. calls them incremental renderers or whatever but yeah um, it's like it doesn't even build the page at all until it hits once and then it's cached which is a nice strategy it feels like that'll probably last yeah and our ssr does something effectively similar where you're shipping an app to Vercel servers or netlify servers or wherever um Versus shipping static build. So we have that SSG by default SSR if you need it model. Yeah, I'm curious about that. So, I mean, we didn't even open the show talking about what it even is, but it's, you know, you build websites with it, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's a website builder. Cool, got it. In my 
estimation, it's part of the reason of its popularity is that it's you've always said it's for content sites or at least it excels at at content sites, which I believe is highly true. And that the other players in this market were just behind. Like there's lots of static site generators, but none of them are like, well, yeah, but use modern componentry. They're like, use, you know, whatever. Uh, My bespoke nunjux. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like I, well. I, I actually kind of like nunjux, but like, I don't, I'm, we need to move on. You know, like the, the, the modern componentry is, is the way to go. And then to be able to use that and, and know that the JavaScript's getting stripped away because I don't really need it, but I still want to build with that model. My God, that's just a wonderful way to build websites. A lot of people are comfortable with that. The output is great. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. But that's kind of mostly SSG, yeah. right? And then even in Astro 2, I think you launched SSR, right? That wasn't that the big announcement for 2, and now it's better in 3? Yeah, it all blurs together. I think that's right. Right, but the, the point is that when you hit an Astro site, it, it, it doesn't have to be just an absolutely complete HTML file sitting on a CDN or whatever. Yeah. It, it can now a node server or well, I think it's probably only node, right? No yeah, node server, serverless with a Lambda. We have a, yeah, a SST, AWS. Then Astro will spin up and go, I know what to do. I'm going to build that page on demand because I need to hit an API to suck up some content or something. Uh, and then return that page instead. And the the reason that you would do that maybe is because you're selling 20,000 widgets and you don't want to have a build that builds 20,000 pages every time, or it's just a dynamic choice or something. It's cool that it can do that. It does seem like a, you know, something that a website builder should be able to do. But I, I wonder if you have a sense of like, is that, was that a super big deal? Or like, mo or is like, is it like 50-50 people doing SSG and SSR or something? Did it unlock tons of usage? I'd say unlocking new usage is probably the way I'd put like so what makes our not even our architecture unique, any site could do this, like any framework could do this. We just are one of the few ones that actually chooses to, is by default it's a static site build, and then you can opt into SSR. Basically, every other like web framework the way around. is the other way around. Exactly. Yeah. And Static is seen as this like secondary, like, oh, you want a static site? Ugh, yeah, here you go. And it's like low power, it doesn't support this and that. Like we really yeah. tried to flip that model because that's a model that we were familiar with as developers. I start with a static site. As soon as I need like that API endpoint or um, I want to make like a database call or the big thing that we saw from our own users was just scale. Yeah, once you have a certain number of pages, that static build, which you can improve with incremental building, but like, I think a lot of what Gatsby hit in their days was like, oh, my build takes an hour. Is that okay? And it's like, no, no, no. That's, no. You've, yeah. you've passed the threshold. Like you need, it's just an architectural problem at that point. So it was really important that we did that early. It was really important that that was available, but it's like any other feature or tool. It's like, it's extra complexity and you should only bring that in if you need it. I'm constantly eyeing up the like, what, what does it really take to do WordPress plus Astro? Because I have this, like, I just don't want to write blog posts in Markdown. I'm, I don't know. I'm too, too so I'm just set in my You were ways. one of the OG WordPress and Astro. I think the earliest, like, using headless WordPress with Astro was one of your repos, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't think it was because I, I, I want it. I'm the earliest to be whining about it because I'm like, <laughs> I'm, first I'm, to whine. Got it. But it, yeah. <laughs> 
And I could do it right now. I spend <laughs> the afternoon wiring up the two things together. It's not that it's difficult. I just, I want it to be better. <laughs> you know, like I want to manage my website as if it's, as if I, it's just native WordPress and that I hit the publish button and the publish button I've now wired up to hit some cloud function and the cloud function triggers a build and it changes my homepage and all that stuff. That's not the, none of that stuff is out of the box anywhere. As far as I know, it's tough because CMSs are like solving problems for like giant, like marketing orgs or, you know, like you got your big marketing site and it's like, all right, my content team needs a CMS is usually the way it's introduced. Not like Mm -hmm. what's the best thing for the developer. So it's, it's a bit of a messy world, although I like all the visual stuff, um, like Builder.io and Storyblock. Like, there's some really cool stuff happening, but it's it's a bit of a messy uh, part of the stack right now for that like seamless experience based on how the developer experience has evolved. Right. I feel like I could I could build it, but then it would I don't know it would be like House of Cardsy and only for myself. And I just I would just I'm just gonna sit back and wait for the <laughs> for things to get better. I mean, that's a classic thing. Yeah, you realize when you try and build it, like, oh yeah, that that's why it works that way. Like that's why this is hard. Like mm-hmm. yeah, if it was easy, someone would do it. Is is usually the truth I find. I think there's a way with SSR to do it. That's like okay, somebody hit the homepage. Well, then go make a request against a WordPress API thing, see what the latest posts are and build the post on demand to do that. But something about that gives me the skeevies, you know, like, really, it's going to do that on every load. I don't, I don't love it. I think that's, if I had to guess why most frameworks treat static as second class, it's because there is like power in the SSR thing, but like as a framework author, it's really like doing static images is just like, oh, okay. It means you have to like have your image optimization happen at build time versus like in SSR, it's on demand, right? Um, mm. There's certain features like, oh, when you're in SSR, um, you can image, like you can use your agent sniff to find the perfect image format for that image um, based on the exact browser that's hitting you. And in static sites, you're getting the same one for everyone. So what's a, your lowest common denominator? Um, there's good reason behind both of those, but just as a framework author, how many times it's like, oh, that would work in SSR, but it, we need a good default as well. Like you can't, yeah, it's, there's power and, and complexity that you kind of have to trade off between. Uh, well, speaking of images, is that, I know there was a, it was third, not third party, but kind of a separate plugin for a minute. Now, now Astro Image is, is that, was that a 3.0 deal? Yeah, built into Astro after like two years of working on it. Nice. Um, it turns okay. out images are complicated. Yeah, who knew? Ooh, tell you what. So now you now there's a capital I image component. You just mm-hmm. import it from Astro Colon Assets. It looks like um, nice. I played with it the other day. Pretty cool. Oh, nice. Um, um, yeah, and then you get some stuff, right? What, what I think is nice about this is that the, we're, I think people are, are used to, like, I know images are hard, so can somebody else do it? You know, it seems like a thing that computers should be able to do or whatever. And for the most part, they can. And, you know, so the, the checklist is long there. They're like, oh, there's some weird decoding attribute that's supposed to be on there. I don't care. Put it there then. Yeah, fetch priority, lazy loading source sets. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, and not to mention just, just optimizing and serving in the right format itself. So it looks like the checklist for the image component is like some or most of those. Yep. I played, it looks like it made a WebP for me, which is pretty cool, but it like didn't make an AVIF. So like it did some stuff, but not the other, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't do source set, I don't think, but it does like a lot of other stuff. So it was very, very pleasant to be able to use. I'd be curious to get your take on that because WebP by default was an intentional choice based on browser support for AVIF and also Mm -hmm. like... A little bit of concern with like, oh, well, some users will get AVIF, but some users will get WebP. The developer might see a different image than the user gets. Is that a big concern in your world? That was uh, definitely something we kind of juggled 
not wanting to ship production assets that didn't match dev. I'd want to be in a longer conversation about it, looking <laughs> at all the trade-offs, you know, yeah. just because I know also as a software developer that it's not, I can't just be like, yes, yeah, screwed that, screwed the pooch on that one. Where's AVIF, <laughs> you know? I know that they take forever to generate. That could be annoying for people. Like they're definitely not as fast to to crank out or the WebP conversion is much faster. And sometimes it's worse. So you'd need to write code that says like probably generates both and then picks which one is better. Like there's certain types of images where even the WebP is better. And then you're like, wow, we did a bunch of work for a worse result. Sometimes <laughs> that sucks. It's, I mean, this is such a dumb take, but it's just like, I wish there was just the best image format in all cases that worked for everything. Why? Like, yeah, no, <laughs> there, there never, will be. never will be. So get that out of it's your head. Man, it's not happening. I, the only, it's funny. The only thing I care about is when I drag it to my desktop, is it a PNG or Can a JPEG? you see it or not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. if, it, if it's JPEG, that's a failure, critical failure. <laughs> I know, uh, but you should blame Apple or Windows or whatever for that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because that, because you're right. I, I think Web, whatever, WebP got a little further. Uh, but yeah, I think if you have an AVIF lens on your desktop, that is a white, that is a white Ooh, rectangle a, of nothingness. A <laughs> ghost of the image. <laughs> ghost. Uh, anyway, so the image components built in, that that's nice. You'd almost expect, you know, it took, it, it took a little time to, to grow up. Uh, you need a, you need a good astro, you need a good image component in a, in a site builder. And now you got one. Just before the image thing, like my ignorance, if I'm hooked up to like, contentful or story block or something and i'm getting my image from there and i put that image into my image tag does anything happen to it no right because it's it's a remote image i think it does yeah remote. we do some optimization there's also the idea of us just like hooking up astro to optimize from cloud cloudinary so you can have it be a local image but we'll actually pipe it through a url Cloudinary basically acts as your proxy, so you don't have to ship like Sharp or one of the image optimization services with your site. There's some cool stuff we can do there. And um, is that on my Cloudinary bucks? However, they bill you with yeah. Florps or whatever. <laughs> three cloud like, bucks per image is I think the cloud going rate. Bucks yeah. per image and yeah, cool. It's like bitcoins. Um, but yeah, like stuff like it's just like kind of trying to improve at that point, just on the image experience. So like. You'll get like, um, I think we force a height and width if you don't get one automatically inferred from the image so okay. that you're going to basically reduce uh, CLS. That's so nice. Yeah, that's auto like just on that reason alone. Yeah, exactly. Like otherwise I go to the finder and I hit like, you know, I, I find some way to measure the image and then go and hand type my little width and heights. And the fact that those just are automatically in there is nice. Um, requiring an alt tag, even if it's just an empty string, stuff like that. It's like all like making sure yeah. you're set and up you for the best. And you get squiggles, right? That's how it enforces it. It doesn't break the build, but you get little squiggles. Yeah, I love is, that. Um, this the point in the show where you want to announce you've ditched TypeScript so that you can um, <laughs> like get some marketing going? Or? Exactly. That's all about the marketing. What's the hot take I can throw out for Astro 4.0? Yeah. Just, we we unilaterally ditch TypeScript. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's even a, a combo to images. Like I noted that it did that image doesn't do source set yet. Uh, I don't think so. Right, like um, that's another step that'll probably be a future. I think we're actually going for. the picture route for um, the next like improvement we make. There's been a lot of people asking for a picture component and using that as like the multiple image 
source that solution basically but i'd be curious to hear your thoughts i have some but uh i keep asking you i keep asking for your hot takes you're like no 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 this is like you in the hot seat friend yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it's the the problem is like if you're going to hand craft some markup and the only thing you're going to do is change the the resolution of it and have multiple versions of the resolutions that's not what pictures for that's for source set in the, but that doesn't, but that's just theoretical, you know, like when you're in the seat of the seat that you're sitting in and you're trying to build this for thousands, millions of people or whatever, that's, you know, you need to approach it from a different angle. We have an, we have an open roadmap. So we just get a lot of people asking for the picture component um, and not as many people asking for source set. So we'll probably do both at some point, but that's, I think. Yeah. And is it because they don't know? Yeah, it's always what we have to juggle. They just think of picture as that's what responsive images is, because it probably is. Yeah, even within our team, there's a lot of a lot of thoughts about this. But but here's how it relates to view transitions: is that if you are on one page and your image is real small, like a card, because that's the classic example of view transitions: is you click a card, the card expands to a larger full page thing. If that image is in both places but is in different sizes on both images, that's a known sucky situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, for view mm-hmm. transitions because it has to then you know you land on the other page and the image just isn't there because it's like oh crap i'm going to download a different version of that image now well not a problem in astro because there's no source set anyway so <laughs> it will be the same it'll be the same image it'll look great yeah there was some capital d uh, discourse about that was that over the weekend um yeah i, I don't know if there's like a, a best uh everyone's still figuring it out that's kind of the weird thing about new tech is like yeah what what should that do what is the best practice uh, yeah I heard I heard Addy chime in with it, yeah. and he credited Jake, but really this is Dave's thing. Remember, remember, Dave, you wrote a post ages ago. It's like the one point five x theorem yeah. or something. One point five x hack, man. Just split the middle, baby. Hey. You, know? <laughs> you know what? You know what looks good on everything. One point five x. Sure, you got like screw source set. You you made screw lighthouse. A, you made lighthouse just the smidgest bit mad, but your life got a thousand percent easier <laughs> could you recut chris could you recut this interview so that that was my answer when you asked what about source set like you know what screw source set 1.5 Ooh, yeah that's good <laughs> hot. Hot with the drama. that's good yeah. and we'll open that chris open the show with red saying screw source set <laughs> screw it yeah this lot easier if you just stop caring <laughs> <laughs> the view transitions is a is a native web technology, which I just find h- hilarious for you because after the after so many times in your life where you're trying to strike something while the iron is hot, didn't once or twice even, and then all, and then all of a sudden Astro is perfect, and then I feel like the view transition is almost it's not as of course as big of a deal as Astro itself, but it's like talk about striking while the iron is hot. You are. Oh, perfect spot at the perfect time for this for this piece of technology to land and and it has so it's a it's it's always two prong and i always make a point to mention this is that there's a javascript and i think it's relevant to what we're about to say there's a javascript version of it where you call an api and you say i'm about to change the dom okay i changed it now tween between the two things there's no page transition which is all it's very cool but then there's the maybe even cooler one where you need no JavaScript at all. Yeah. You just use HTML attributes and say this this thing is is gonna. I, there's a little CSS involved. This thing is going to morph to this thing on this other page. Doesn't even have to be the same component. Unbelievable. Yeah. So. 
for us, this is definitely like, it feels like an overnight thing, but like we've been tracking this API since I think the earliest days of Astro. Because for us, for two years now, since the project was built, we've been getting like, uh, this MPA thing, this Astro, it's a toy, right? You don't have, and then number one thing that we don't have is always like seamless page transitions. And it was always like, do we just like suck it up and build this? What do we do? And that's where we were really, really curious if this, because with browser specs, it's always like, is this actually going to happen? Is this going to be like a one browser toy that then never goes anywhere? So once it started gaining steam, it was like, oh yeah, this was like, not only is this cool tech, it's also exactly what we need to like, it turns our biggest weakness into a strength basically, where this is actually really, really cool that now other frameworks are like, how do we add our view transition story? But it wasn't as big a priority for them because they had all the JavaScript on their client anyway. You can see in like all their APIs, they already had seamless page transitions because there was just a JavaScript app anyway. For us, it's a totally new world that this opens up for us. So that's pretty serendipitous because like, like you probably had like an issue a day, like give me a router, bro. Where's my router? Router, bro, bro. Router, router. Yeah. Number bro. one, I think requested feature for a while. And and I know y'all had started that. Like I, I would love to walk through that story, but like you started it, what, like five, five years ago. <laughs> no, like started like we're going to like probably like a year ago, I started hearing like, oh, Rastros might get a router, you know? Um, yeah. So that's where it's like, yeah, ser- I shouldn't put too much credit on us. Like serendipitous, like we actually did start work on a just client side router, no APIs powered by the browser all on our end. And that was really tough. Again, like it's our architecture that just makes that really difficult. Like we're at the end of the day, we're just shipping an SPA or we're like shipping turbo links and we're going to do it worse than rails has ever done. Like there was just no really good answer. And that I think is where the serendipity kind of came in. It's like, Oh, this API is picking up steam. We need it. We realize that no other path is going to come close to what the browser could give us. And yeah, it all shipping fell a router by not shipping a router. Being lazy as a developer continues to pay dividends. Yeah. Super cool. In a way you don't need to do any, you did do a bunch of work, but you in a way didn't have to, but you wanted to like have people benefit from this before it's because even in Chrome, the multi-page view transition API is flagged. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it's getting lost in the noise. Um, Astro is one of the few, or the only framework that ships backwards compatibility. So this is going to work on every browser. I think there might've been like a launch day bug where Firefox still wasn't working, but I believe that's been fixed. The goal is Every browser, regardless of actual support, can be supported through this API. Because unlike even with Svelte, they've been doing a lot of noise now about view transitions, which is awesome. It's really cool tech. I'm glad they're doing that. But they're shipping just the browser API. So you're only in the browsers that support it. Nothing's going to happen in the browsers that don't. Um, You have to handle accessibility. So like if you have a user with prefers no motion, like what do you do? That's all being left to the user. And where Astro, it's kind of a similar idea to images. We build an API into Astro that is essentially just the browser primitive view transitions, but we're going to wrap it in a DX that's a little bit, it's going to protect you from the rough edges, it's going to protect you from doing stuff that's accessibility bad, um, and it's going to have those backwards compatible um, support. Yep, right. So it's mostly leans on the browser thing and adds some DX around it. And then like a, there's some, I don't think the word exists for it yet because it's tempting to say polyfill, but it kind of isn't really because I don't know that it is a polyfillable feature completely. Tell me if I got this right. Because So I think in Chrome, I mentioned there's two kinds of view transitions. There's a JavaScript one and the multi-page one. It kind of looks to me that like the way it works in Chrome then is that like rather than needing to have the flag on, it uses the JavaScript one to do the cool transition, which means that 
it's going to morph and do all that, the, the cool stuff. But it's like polyfilled with itself. You know, like it yeah, uses yeah. the view transitions API to polyfill the view transitions API. Yeah, it's like it's like an onion, every layer. Like we're trying to ship something that feels like the eventual zero JavaScript, all HTML and CSS experience. Mm-hmm. That's the Astro API feels like that today. Behind the scenes, because so few browsers support that, we're basically using the view transitions JavaScript API, which most modern browsers now support. Um, and then for the browsers that don't even support that, I think Firefox is the only one at this point. Maybe Safari as well, but they signaled support coming soon. I think Firefox, like at TPAC this last week, signaled they'll do view transitions. They'll do it. I think. I think Ooh, they. I completely missed that. Just um, that's good news. I think I saw that. So. Yeah. So for the browsers that aren't even there, then that's where we do our best with JavaScript. Like we have these built-in like slide animations and morphing animations. We we do our best. It's never going to match the like browser optimized you know gpu enabled yeah when i played with it it looked like it just it just aborted on the on the morph and went for the fade so it's like it's still kind of there but it's not the same as chrome yeah we do our best but yeah that's the beauty of the feature is that we don't have to build a perfect morphine uh, you know javascript library we can basically let the browser do it and then fall back as best we can and then if some neckbeard on a tor browser is like uh, I disabled JavaScript. I have a friend like that. Uh, great guy. Uh, <laughs> nice but nice like, save. <laughs> um, but like, they get still get a page load. You know, like, oh yeah, nothing. Ha- no, no one was injured. No one was. You know, it, it's just, it's beautiful. We're getting it on the client. You know, or in native to the browser, and, and not like whatever heaps of JavaScript to make it all work. So tremendously little code that you need to do it. It's like a three kilobyte. Basically, like a router, but powered by this view transition API. I think that's what we end up right. shipping. But I mean, for the author, you write very little code as well. You just write oh, view view transition name or whatever it is, and just plop it on the component and whatever. It's been so fun. Like I jumped on a couple of live streams um, for the three announcement and just seeing someone be like, "All right, what is this flashy feature we're going to spend all day on?" And then like literally, yeah, it's one line, and then it's like, yeah. "Oh my god, yeah!" It it demos so well, which is I think is why it's doing so well on like Twitter and, and YouTube and all these places. It's just so yeah, not just beautiful, but like the experience of adding one line and then that power is so nice and then you're not just learning this api right if you want to write css to control it you do and you do it in the same way that you will when the actual feature drops so we have fade slide and more for kind of the three that we have built in but then yeah you go and style it with your own css obviously we can't polyfill that as reliably i think we just don't at that point Um, but in all the browsers that support it um that's going to be totally custom totally controlled by you right it's almost like presets. We're basically shipping like presets. Like, do you want a nice fade? Like, and you don't want to write 10. Li- that is the one thing I'd say about the API that I don't love. And I don't know if there's a better way to do it, but it's a pretty verbose styling API. Like, you need to define the fade. Are you using 100 milliseconds, 300 milliseconds, ease in out, Bezier curves? Like, it's, I really love that we're actually doing a lot of this for you. So, like, you don't have to think about the perfect fade. You just write the word fade. And again, that's where I think even if this had full browser support, we're, we're presets, we're, we're styling stuff, we're helping you still with the DX of it all. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be, there's just a lot more to, I'm glad to see some writing starting to drop about this because it's it's pretty complicated. I saw a really interesting one um, just yesterday where it was like a, you know, like imagine like, oh, I don't know, a 200 pixel box by 200 pixel box. And then, and then all it did on the next page was stretch to be a full page <laughs> um, box, but the same height, it's still 200 pixels tall. 
view transitions kind of sucks at that because what it, it tries to do is like, oh, the the next one's bigger, <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm gonna screenshot it and scale. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. scale it bigger, <laughs> but it scales it vertically too, and you're like, no, no, all I want you to do is stretch the width, not the height too, and it just has no way to know that. I ran into that on my site um, with my. I made a, a container go wider, and it was like very mad at me on the bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, right. It scales scales vertically too, and you, but you can pop in there with CSS and be like, "Oh, don't do that." You know, height equals hundred percent on the. I had to do. Oh, I'm trying to figure it out. I think I'm, but I had to do something like like min inline size ignore or something like that. Don't 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 do that. Fit content width fit content rather than like sure. Just use the image size. The so. big, like, snarky response to view transitions, which is correct, even if I think it's like kind of just being snarky and, and uh, a jerk, is <laughs> like, oh man, this view transition, like, the whole web's going to become like chaotic animations everywhere. And like, that's fair, but I think that's also just like any feature like this is going to have people trying it out. And there's stuff you shouldn't use. If it doesn't look good, you shouldn't ship it. Like that's always going to be the rule about <laughs> yeah. any feature is uh, you can overuse anything. Well, it reminds me of the like, if everybody bought an EV, the power grid would fail. <laughs> you're like, you're right. You're right. If every single person in America bought an EV tomorrow, that's that's what would happen. But what that's such a straw man thing. It's literally not going to happen. So Nate on our team went back and saw like all the FUD around uh, keyframes when those were shipped in the browser. Animations are going to be everywhere. This is going to ruin the web. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah. okay. It just okay. ruined it. I mean, it kind of did with like scroll. <laughs> <laughs> Parallax kind of ruined the web for a Dave, bit. Dave, I'm trying to make a point. Get out of here with your logic and reason. <laughs> Remember when the paragraph just goes right into you. Yeah. Activates your lizard brain. That's like danger is here. Um, oh uh, God, I know. Yeah. Every scroll jacking website. Damn it. Yeah. We'll be done. But no, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, this is my like newest, uh, worst opinion you know is whenever somebody's like oh that's a cool new tech but what if somebody uses it bad and i'm like yeah that's like <laughs> everyone's gonna use technology bad i mean we should probably <laughs> we do need safeguards we do like but like man it like yeah people do terrible stuff with technology i'll tell you we need to get rid of background color then because people pick some shitty background colors <laughs> leave my tomato alone <laughs> uh well there's a discord too i think i've mentioned this before on the show i think i do think it's a interesting it's like a lot i don't know like cloudflare does it too you know if you want if you got a question about something going on with cloudflare your best bet is is their discord because it's it's just full of people and support stuff but they don't do it nearly as good as you i feel like it's the the prototypical really good discord a lot of it's really automated the help forum it's like you're encouraged to start a thread and each thread then has a support title and that ends up being searchable I, i'm sure i'm just scratching the surface of just how automated and everything going on in the discord but it seems like a that's really home base for what's going on with astro yeah 100 percent we have an incredible support like team volunteers um dx team like all just yeah, there's some really cool stuff going on in our Discord. We actually, uh, no, not most people know this. There was an early threading before Discord had support for forums. There was a thread bot that like a lot of open source projects adopted like overnight. And that actually came out of our community 
we needed it. Mm. Someone built it. They open sourced it, and then everyone else adopted it. So we've been doing this game for a long time, and yeah, I think our Discord is is definitely best in best in class. I think so. Yeah, and then you know, there's if you if there's too much noise elsewhere, you could just tune in for the announcements if you want to. It looks like you use its feature to actually talk to each other and stuff to to the community. It seems like astro.build/chat is the uh, the URL to to get there. Yeah, pretty cool. And and if you really do need help, I I'm curious about it. There's, there's so there's so much good content in here that I feel like the temptation for many years in the tech world was like, you know what we should do then? Forums. Because forums <laughs> have URLs. And URLs is what Google likes. And that means SEO. And that's good for us. That was the math that people did, you know? I, I think that's right. I still feel like we lose out on the fact. It's not even that SEO good. It's more like Discord search bad. Like mm. the muscle memory of like, I should search Discord first for this issue is just not there for most people. And Discord search kind of sucks. So you're kind of getting the worst of both worlds. Mm. It, there is a problem, but but there's like this, and I, I'm pro URL. Don't get me wrong. Jeremy Keith, don't get mad at me. Um, I, <laughs> uh, How many times have you been to a wiki and it's just the most out of date thing or like a forum, like Stack Overflow or anything. It's just the most out of date crud in your whole entire life. And you just, it, it was like intended to be ephemeral, you know, like how do I, whatever, move this 10 pixels left, you know? And somebody's like, use jQuery, you know, like, cause that was hot then, you know? For every, yeah, 100%. I, I feel like Discord serves this like on demand need for knowledge that does not necessarily need to be permanent archive but um but permanent archives are good i you know i mean how many i'm saying i'm criticizing stack overflow but how many times does it save my bacon you know so just some weirdo <laughs> in 2010 yeah, there's there are some <laughs> really cool projects um there's some really cool projects that are turning discord forums into urls so trying to give you the best of both worlds like mm. essentially just the seo juice for a discord thread that was helpful to someone well um, i could see that being nice I just, I'm like, there's just no cool forums anymore. Like, I think you just lose a lot of like, I don't know, I'm hesitant to say younger, but like fresher, hipper devs that are just not going to participate in your stodgy ass old forums. They're here in your Discord because that's what's that's what the people use now. Live chat is absolutely the future and I think we're even the present, but there's still something about like, well, why do I have to go to your Discord and search there? Well, like, yeah, Stack Overflow will never be, like, I Google the problem and it's the top result. That's the best. So, yeah, the forum idea, I, I miss forums, like, nostalgically, but I do think live chat's where it's at. It's just still such a walled garden, which I think Discord is kind of incentivized to do. I don't know. It, it feels like there's something missing there. It prevents you from bad old content, too, though. You know, yeah, like, if true. you look like, how to get the last item in an array... <laughs> not going to get super good info from Google anymore. You know, not that that's of like this big problem because you'll probably find what you need ultimately, but I don't know. Astro's young and changing. So having not old I'll, threads. I'll shout out a really cool, a really cool project called Kappa, um, which we were actually one of the first adopters of. We didn't create it, but like it's this uh, AI for your discord threads basically, which is, I'm usually pretty skeptical of AI stuff, but this one's really helpful. It's basically, um, and how you mm. present it to users is really interesting. I, AI bot trained on our docs, trained on a lot of old support threads that were successful. Um, you post a form and it'll be the first response. Hey, um, here's the answer that I think is right. We've been pretty skeptical about just like throwing AI in your docs and everywhere. But in this use case, it's like the user's already stuck. They're already in trouble. 
it's this answer or they wait for an hour for someone to get to them. Like, why not give them something to try? And if it doesn't work, they're still in the exact same spot. If it does work, great, they've unblocked themselves. Um, so this is one of the few uses of AI that we have enabled that has been really, really productive to just like a first line of defense. If someone can opt into this, they are able to get an answer from our doc site, basically, instead of from a person. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's called Kappa. K-A-P-A dot A-I, I think is the domain. Yeah, really cool team. Like they're doing some awesome stuff. Um, they're in a lot of other. I think they're in the next JS Discord. They're in Theo's Discord. They're in a bunch of other places. No, that's nice. I just watched this movie Gran Turismo last night, where like the like video game players of that <laughs> game like become real race car drivers, and like the bad guy's named Kappa. So oh no, on that one, brand Kappa. disaster or yeah. marketing opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. I can only think of like the uh, mythical Japanese water beast, uh, the <laughs> Kappa. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, oh, all, all right, Dave. All right. It's, it's like a, it's like a yokai, like a mythical beast kind of thing. But anyway, um, well, uh, Fred, you have any, uh, you have any leaks for us, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, you tricked me. <laughs> I have to answer it truthfully. Yeah, uh, that was on the contract. <laughs> <laughs> well, Damn it's not it. too big of a leak to the because you announced it yourselves that there's some secret data something cloud store. Would you call it Astro Studio? Do I have that right? Yeah, yeah. We have our first uh, hosted service coming out, which is is really exciting. Yeah, I noticed you intentionally said. It's not a hosting company because that I, I, I don't know. It's like it's literally the first sentence of your thing because <laughs> I, well, because I wonder because you know in the past with with things like Gatsby and stuff, it just be, almost became a joke, right? Like all right, there's only one way to make money, and it's to be your own host or whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you were cutting that off at the legs. That was kind of it. It's like we wanted to tease it, but we didn't. We weren't really feeling ready to show it off entirely. Um, cause it's still a little ways away, but we wanted like people to be aware that we were doing this. So we're starting to see a lot of like, oh, these companies, you know, you got to watch out. They're going to try and sell your data or install a Bitcoin miner in Astro. And we were trying to just, it had been a while since we'd given people an update and we're just trying to fill the void a little bit. Of, yeah, like, there's inevitable questions about how does the Astro company yeah, make money. Exactly. Which is like anyone would, I would have. And yeah, like doing a Gatsby is kind of the big criticism of like what everyone thought we were going to do. Is like, they're just going to do a Gatsby and it's not going to work. And it, yeah, Astro's going to die as a result. Like that was, I think, everyone's fear. Well, yeah, sure. Or you could do a Vercel and turn out pretty good. Yeah, but <laughs> even in Vercel, okay, now you're, uh, that's. I, I know, that's a different company. I would argue that Gatsby was trying to do a Vercel and that was the big mistake. Um, oh. Like you're just trying to beat Vercel at Vercel. Vercel's really good at being Vercel. Like they're not some stodgy enterprise. They're They're doing a good job, so. Yeah, basically we were just trying to like fill the void with some excitement and hype, but like basically making sure people felt like we were going to be good stewards of this project. Like that was really in the vacuum of what this actually is going to be, making sure people felt like we weren't going to exploit our current users. We weren't going to build something that goes against their interests and really trying to just hit like, this is a tool for Astro developers. It's not going to like exploit you. It's going to be something that helps you. And if you don't want to use it, you don't have to. It's the Laravel yeah. model. It's a tailwind model. We're just trying to go okay. that route versus the Gatsby model. Well, since you can't say anything else about it, I'll just we'll just do a dramatic reading of <laughs> what you already have said about it. 
Astro is launching a hosted service in 2024. It's not a web hosting company. It's not a CMS. It's not. It, it's something entirely new for the web ecosystem, and it will be available exclusively for Astro. We're calling it Astro Studio. Yeah, Chris, can I get your in a world like movie trailer voice? <laughs> Astro Studio is a globally distributed edge data platform built for Astro. Connect any new or existing app. My <laughs> <laughs> view loses it when it gets into technical details. Sorry. So oh, you perfect. connect an Astro project to a hosted database in seconds. So you are saying what it is. It's freaking data storage. It's fast I, I, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was pretty explosive, but we got a lot of people being like, what is this? And I think, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Okay, it's a database, but that remains to be seen. I mean, a, a KV store and a Postgres are pretty different. Yeah, things. exactly, exactly. So what is it? I think that's what people are looking for. Yeah, early twenty twenty four is definitely the target. I think we say that in the end of it. So this is coming sooner than people think. Um, and yeah, we'll have some teasers. Yeah, it's interesting though because now that then there's a database, and then it begs for stuff like ORMs and CMSs. So if it's not a CMS, which you that's the second sentence of this thing, then you're saying somebody else write the CMS, kind of, which is a that'll be an interesting place to be because you're like maybe that's cool, maybe maybe multiple people will make CMSs, and then you'll buy the better one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing with Excel, where it's like. We're not going to be the like. We're, we're trying to build something very new here. I think that's the the TLDR is like we're not going to like compete with Vercel. We're not going to compete with like Contentful or Storyblock or anyone. Like they are really good at what they do, which is building a CMS. Like I think yeah. what we're trying to basically do is get everyone's expectations a little lower in terms of like uh, this is going to be a, a primitive. This is going to be a low level thing that you can choose how you want to use that. Um, I know how you want to build all well, right because yeah, you when you uh, yeah, you can't just be like we're building a CMS and be like really that's a hell of a pivot. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy go. the next two years of just trying to like basic features. Yeah, it's what Storyblock has done is super impressive. Well, I can tell you a little something about rewriting everything that you've done so far. It's really, <laughs> it doesn't go fast. Hopefully, you like uh, internationalization would be my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, oh my I god, there's so it. much. Yeah, it's. I, I think that's again where we're trying to like doing a Gatsby. I don't mean to be like so mean with that, but it's just like I think it's almost like representing like naively thinking you can do something better than someone else. Like these are complicated tools with a lot of a lot of reasoning behind why they're built that. Like WordPress is just WordPress is WordPress. It's fifty percent of the web or whatever. Like there's no way we're gonna beat WordPress at that game. So it's sort of operating like the operating in your competency, sort of like build versus buy or whatever. And not that there was incompetency on the Gatsby side of things, but just like if you're like a, a React site building company and you're like, no, we do servers, like that is different. Like that's like we we even call them different things. We call them front end and back end. They are different yeah, jobs, yeah. you know. And you need different staff and you need different everything. Like uh, it's a, I mean, you don't even need back end developers. You need systems engineers, like in. Linux dorks, you know, you just so different. But but what could? Let's just speculate then. Without Fred, you have to be quiet. Yeah, I've said too much. I'm I'm zippering up. Dave and I will speculate what could be built 
with this. CMS is one thing, but they're not going to do it. Somebody else, you could do it. You're not going to out WordPress, WordPress, but somebody could build a CMS that's right for their company that's smaller in scope and scale. Oh my God, Fred's really not going to say anything. He doesn't like it, yeah. You could, I would say comments is a big one. You could build your own comment mm. thread thing on mm. an Astro site because obviously that's anything that's user-generated content has is, is a fit. Nothing. Fred's still stonewalling uh, yeah. us. Yeah, you want to get into the products realm. You want to get into the, yeah, some kind of products. Yeah. Mm. But my, my wonder, <laughs> my, they're good at adapters, right? So, like, adapters. What right. if it's kind of like an adapter, you know, layer to like for a CMSC kind of thing? I don't know. You know, that might. So, like, okay. they have a good API for it and they kind of, <laughs> you know. Fred's now juggling for the audience. Juggling and solving a Rubik's Cube <laughs> out of nervous energy. So this is great. So <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, that's Astro Studio. We're going to find out in a couple months, I assume, what that is early some at some point in 2024. It's still 2023, remember? I would say even there'll be more info coming out this year. Like definitely got some yeah. stuff planned for the end of this year to unveil details. the curtain a bit. What if it's just like? Like a photo booth in San Francisco <laughs> that you can go to, you know, like <laughs> that's what it is. They're getting into like the... Fred with a camera taking wedding photos, and any yeah. of y'all want some databases? <laughs> yeah. It goes to a database. <laughs> Give me your photos. I'll take good care of them. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> I have a index DB on my iPhone. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> right just a bucket with S3 written on it. Yeah, just, you like Polaroids out and you just drop it. In the, Big old trash can. That's good. Well, what I like about it is that, I mean, it literally says database. I mean, we can move on from this in a moment, but but that, you know, if you were to just ask me, like, how do you, what's a way, if you had to, like, you know, you had, like, one year, you're trying to get, you have a startup and just definitely make some money. The answer is have have people's data. One way or another, get get your hands on some users data and don't you know it's i'm not saying being nefarious about it or be a jerk or something but when you have data that is a good startup business to be in so i would i'm gonna applaud that choice because i think that's a good one good place to be all right so we talked about astro a bunch is i mean we're we're coming up at the end anyway was there any uh there anything juicy happened this week outside of that world we can no i saw i see tweets that astro is running on bun. That seems incredible. Um, so could it? Why not? It's almost it's it's almost Node compatible, right? I mean, can you can you have you even tried? It's a funny thing about their but yeah, we um I think we were featured in the blog post as one of the like launch day support. Oh, really? So yeah, it's 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 very much a part of. Oh, it already works. Their, I mean, oh, that's good. I think therein lies the like Bun's real focus right now. I get the sense is like if there's a bug, report it to Bun, and they're going to fix it. Is I think where they're at right now. Like yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, I think their 1.0 just came with a ton of traffic and people trying it in new ways. So I think that's where they're at right now. But simple sites, even I think some pretty complex ones do seem to run pretty well on it. So yeah, kudos to them for essentially node compatibility, which is not easy. Yeah, I kind of like don't get how it would matter for Astro. Like you use Vite to build and Vite uses its own stuff. So like what, how does Bun even fit into that story? Like it yeah, doesn't it's, really, it's right? An invisible drop-in is kind of, I mean, there's some stuff we could do if we really want only Bun, but I don't, that's not anything that's on our, on our plan. Like they have a different read, write architecture, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. instead of like uh, FS dot read sync file, it's like 
bun.file or get or something. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. Which seems good, right? It's, I, I heard it in the context of being applauded as like, a, oh, well, the, at least there's not eight ways to write a file. Now there's one. It's so funny. The more, the more mature bun and deno get, the more I realize they're basically doing the same thing, which is backwards compatibility for all the node APIs. And then ship the new thing that you think is actually how it should work. And for mm -hmm. Deno, that's TypeScript. For Bun, that's um, JavaScript. But it's still like a new API for, yeah, everything read, write, security. Right, dude. They have a bundler built in that's like basically an ES build uh, competitor. Yeah, there's just a ton of new stuff to play with. It is vendor lock-in, but you can't blame them. Like, the second you write one API that doesn't work on any of the others, that's what vendor lock-in is. Yeah. I'd be really curious to see how they, yeah, what does this world look like where it's not just Node? So much has been like node vendor lock-in, but everyone was like, yeah, but it's node. Like, it's basically right. the platform. And now it's like, well, no. It's the environment we all work in. And now that truth is unraveling Yeah, a bit. It used but. to seem so big. Like, NPM seems so big. You're like, they're the unstoppable beast. And now they're like, oh, we're just, there's like two people at NPM anymore. And now that happened to node too. They have one person on node. What? And only on security. Oh, my God. That was so mind-blowing to me. Um there's one or two people working on security only full time, and then zero other like full time resources. Yeah, it's, it is a little surprising. In, in like maybe is it because they who they chose not to monetize it in any meaningful way? It's also so. I mean, I feel like the open Terraform stuff has been like almost a stark contrast to that. Where like, all right, Terraform's going away. Crap, what are we going to do? And like overnight, there's 20 dedicated full time resources over five years committed by different companies. And then you look at Node has a foundation already and zero full time, other than one company gave one very specific uh, sponsorship for that one security. Right. And that one person seems tenuous and not into it. Like, I don't. Well, yeah, like to give the, the biggest steel man you can say is that they have someone full time on security through uh, Nearform, I think, is the company. So they are covered on us. Like, I'm not worried about the security of the platform, but the growth of it and the like keeping up with Bon and Deno and all these plat. I'm very, I'm much more skeptical than I was 24 hours ago about Node's future if there's no one full time working on it. That's just yeah. so shocking to me. Isn't it like what? Why wasn't it? Does Amazon like they're like, oh, we have this product that makes tons of money by by helping you run node stuff in various ways, and we make a billion dollars. Yeah, a second. even just from a self preservation. Yeah, like Amazon doesn't want to move to Deno or Bun. I'm, I would assume they're lazy. They just want to keep the node yeah. hierarchy strong. Like, how are they not giving one resource to play catch up? Is wow, very surprising. Indeed. Maybe there's more to this story, but it does than, feel a bit like that. I will say, I don't want to. I, I like. Mm, I've specifically not tweeted about this. This to a murder <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it was then the, I knew there was more to the story. Yeah, yeah, there could be. I, I'm specifically not like tweeting or making a big deal about this, but it is shocking. And yeah, maybe there's more to it, but yeah, kind of wild. One person maintaining node. depends on us. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we, we did it. We'll have you again. Hopefully it's, you know, before Astro 4, unless that's like in two months, but it seems unlikely. The early existential crisis that we started on is, you know, maybe I don't think I have anything worth talking about unless it's Astro. Maybe Astro is the mask I hide behind. Mm. <laughs> mm, that's, that's a pretty good. cool mask. You're good, I think. <laughs> that, that's a good clip for the old murder 
Mr. Yeah. Toon. He took um, off the mask. He took off the mask. Covered in blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, hey, Fred, thank you so much for coming on the show. For people uh, who aren't following you and giving you money, how can they do that? Um, I am Fred K. Shot on Twitter. Um, uh, yeah, astro.build is also on Twitter, all spelled out, D-O-T, build. Um, and yeah, a shout out to, I mean, the amazing people on our team. Matthew Phillips worked on the view transitions. Um, Erica worked on the images and yeah, our awesome community of support, DX, docs, everything, um, all on our Discord, which you can go to astro.build slash chat to, uh, to find. Awesome. Well, thank you. And thank you, dear listener, for downloading this in your podcatcher choice. Be sure to start favorite people find out about the show. Follow us, Twitter or Mastodon right now and um, over and then, uh, but where the party at is at is in the Discord. So join us on the Discord, patreon.com slash shop talk show. Chris, you got anything else to say? No, shop talk show.com. <laughs> <laughs>